Welcome back to another episode of the DJ Sessions Presents the Virtual Sessions. I'm your host, Aaron, and right now we're in our virtual studios here in Seattle, Washington, with none other than Fran Cosgrave with Futuristic Polar Bears coming in all the way from the UK, right outside of Manchester. Is that right, Fran? That is absolutely correct, my friend, indeed. Awesome. How are you doing? You right? Yeah, I'm doing great over here in our virtual studio. You know, I got the kind of green screen thing going on. You know, my, my microphone loves to block out some of my, my right arm here. I, I do have two arms, so rock and roll. But it, it looks it looks like you're kicking it in your home studio. Uh, yeah, you know, well, we, we had like a, a purpose-built studio we had for years, but um, I moved about a year and a half ago. So um, we, we sold that and just at the moment, I had a studio built in my house all out the back. But uh, we, I, as I said, we've just moved now. So I've just got it all set in my house. But we've been pretty much stuck indoors now for over a year and a bit with everything going on anyway. So uh, we've been looking at we've been looking at a few places to build a new studio um, at the moment. I just uh, I like being able to go out of my house and go to the studio and switch off a little bit. I don't know. I just... I find it's just nice to have that outside of your house creative space. Absolutely. I know exactly what you mean. We started our show almost 12 years ago in my living room doing a live streaming DJ show. Quickly, the next week, moved it into my bedroom and called it the new studio. Uh, <laughs> and and, and kind of got busted by one of my best friends, uh, who's my, my my best friend. She, she saw the video and she's like, that's not your studio. That's your bedroom. I can tell by the paint on the wall. <laughs> like, you, don't, you don't, you don't, yeah, you don't do that to me in the middle of a live stream with thousands of people. But uh, no, we've yeah, had the. Re- thanks, we've, for we've, that. thanks for that, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> we, we've had a number of studios over the time. I know what it's like getting into a blank space, a blank canvas, designing it yourself, creating it. And, and, you know, we've worked all the way up to creating our, I don't know if you went to our website, we have a mobile studio we've created it's basically think about a, 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 as a big glass box truck on the back you know like willy wonka's great glass elevator on the back of the truck with about ten thousand watts of sound that we drive oh. throughout the city yeah when you come here we'll have to get you on it but um have to send me a picture later on right yeah we're uh, and, and we're not here to talk about me in the dj session today because i do that enough we want to hear about you and we want to hear about this latest track that you just released called love on fire yeah. What was the inspiration behind that? Well, we, uh, we've done the track with an amazing singer called Lux. Um, she's, she's absolutely, she got an incredible voice. And um, obviously one of our friends, Kubrick, he, he, we've done several tracks with him as well. And uh, we always, we just wanted to have something summery. So we've gone for a kind of just progressive, progressive sound, just full energy, hands in the air really good vocal hooks in the breakdown and it's just it's just a it's a beautiful record so um yeah we're happy it's just come out yesterday it's on revealed records go and have a listen to it it's on all uh platforms now get the plug in uh, i yeah absolutely i was listening to it right before the show it's a it's a it's one of those ones that's gonna yeah, become it's a, a nice record, anthem. Man. It's, a, it's got a nice cross i mean the vocal um the vocal was like pretty kind of personal stuff for uh, for looks and see you know what I mean it's a when you really listen to it it's beautiful beautiful like lyrics and words and uh, again we we kind of added our magic onto the drop everything we do whether we make like 
big room, progressive. We do we do lots of stuff. We always have a certain energy we want to have in our music. You know what I mean? That just makes people lose their stuff. <laughs> you, you, you can say shit on the show. It's okay. <laughs> I just I talk for a sec. I was like, oh. <laughs> we try to be as family friendly as possible, but you know what? It, I, I guess if South Park can say it and Rick and Morty can say it. Then, uh, yeah, that's yeah. very true. Very true. Yeah. So um, <laughs> that being said, congratulations on that release. The track, I believe, you released before that. And this is kind of interesting because as, as things are kind of opening back up uh, or, or starting to around the world as a whole, you made a track called Ravers Unite. Yeah. Was that, was that anything inspired by not being able yeah. to be people not being able to congregate and get together for a while. And now it's like Ravers Unite. If, if, tell us a little bit about, about the like, of that song. It's a weird one because like, there's just been so much discord between everyone over the last year and a half. You know what I mean? And uh, I don't know. I think like from dance music as a whole through its beginnings, as it's grown through everything has always been open and inclusive and together and, you know what I mean? Something that broke down lines between each other. Now, obviously, when we were right when we were writing this, it just kind of sat very nicely with that thing. You know what I mean? Ravers unite. Um, the lyrics as well. The lyrics were quite like you know all about coming together and you know finding common ground and you know what I mean? Humanity getting back into a place of support to each other and stuff. So yeah, I, I think it was. I mean, it's quite funny because when we were working on it originally, it was um, it was a, it was a different kind of drop. It was a different breakdown. It was a bit more kind of techy and groovy. And uh, I was like, oh, do you know what? It's just not quite there. So we sh we shifted it around a bit and did a big kind of progressive, like a big big room drop that we that we would have been doing maybe two years ago or something. And something just clicked when it. it was like this is nice. It's nice. <laughs> it's one of those things, right? Some people are like, my God, that's a bit hard. But then every, there's, there's a whole other side of people again that are like, Whoa, let's do it. You know, brings back memories. And so, yeah, it, it was good. Like, but yes, to answer your question, it was, it was about that. I think uh, a whole load of unity is needed across everything at the moment. Isn't it really like, Absolutely. And, and, you know, one of the things we're working with um, one of the one of the agencies in our state, in our area that deals with a lot of the compassion and care, actually, they, they've rebranded as care and getting back out there to that healing in the community, especially what we were doing in our area uh, via our silent disco events, where we could actually invite people to still come out, have a collective dance music experience, unite, and still physically distance from each other out in a, pl in a park and have you know, hundreds yeah. of people wearing, have you ever done a silent disco before? I, I have indeed. I have indeed. I actually, I, I really like it as, I don't know as well. I, I sometimes I can sit in the back of a, a silent disco and I can actually just watch people. I don't even have to listen to anything. And I just think it's a, it's an incredible, I don't know. It's just something amazing. Isn't it? Like, I, I think, man, I, I miss people so much. I miss, I miss shows more and more than ever and we've done oh my god i've lost count now we've done so many live streams and broadcasts and you know what i mean and it's like 
it's all well and good. I'm jumping around in our studio. We got the green screen up and all the graphics look great. And like, as it started off, the first few were a bit like, just put a, like a light on. And then it was a, now this isn't good enough. Then it was green screen. Then it was graphics. Then it was like, you have to have a whole like set going on in the background. And so it's kind of, it's migrated from one thing through, but I mean, it, you don't, there's nothing that gives you a feeling of being standing in front of someone and plugging into the, plugging into the humanistic energy of of a crowd is it you know what i mean i um yeah god man i miss it i can't wait to just get back to life dude you know one of the most interesting things is being a producer and a video director floor director all that all the through broadcast television when we first started doing our dj live streams 12 years ago the djs would come in and it was very hard for them because they had no crowd to read to and we started out just like you said with with a couple cameras in the room then we went to the green screen. I mean, watching everyone go through the whole process of over the last year and a half, jump on board of this medium, where a year and a half ago, if I went to somebody and said, oh, we're a Twitch featured partner, they'd say, what's Twitch? What? Or, or, or they'd say, who wants you to watch guys, a deep? You guys are absolutely smashing it now, though, right? <laughs> I think you're like yeah. kind of fourth or fifth ranked on in, your, in the territory you're rolling in as well. Correct. Right? Yeah, yeah, around the world, actually. All of Twitch, or is, is that worldwide? Oh, my God, I um, thought it was, that's even better. I thought it was just in the United States, man. That's incredible. It's, uh, it's not just the States. No, it is in the music section of Twitch. We typically rank in the top 10 when we go live um, wow. at, at any given time. I mean, it, it depends on who you're up against. Uh, you know, obviously, one of my, I'm an ardent fan of Gabriel Dresden. Uh, Dave, Dave Dresden was, Dave Dresden was one of the first A-list celebrities ever come and play my bedroom back in 2009 so to be right there next to him you know we're oh, side by oh, side competing for viewers on my Twitch. bedroom and let's broadcast together alarm bells go off what what right so it's been, a, it's been a crazy ride you know going up and down through all that but you know you've had some success as well when it comes to streaming on on spotify i mean your cafe del mar doing over a mil, uh, 11 million Combined yeah, streams nearly, nearly on twelve million on that now. So I think oh, yeah, as, yeah. As of as of like this morning, I think we're just creeping over sixty million combined streams now. Which is, you know, it's like this is when when we when you get your first stream, you're like yeah, and then you get a million, like yeah, and then you're like twenty five, and then fifty. And I mean, it's quite weird now because we were in a meeting last week, and this guy was like. We're, we're uh, one of the companies we're working with. The guy's like, yeah, yeah, your streams are all right, mate. But, you know, you're not in the 100 million yet. And we're like, <laughs> it's just this this industry, isn't it, mate? <laughs> no, I, I, I know that oh. feeling. When we first went to podcasting back in 2005, I, I, I kind of shifted from the broadcast television world to podcasting. And um, we, I was working for Apple at the time, and they had just released the iPod video. And um, sorry, my friend's cat's going to come and say hi to us. Dude, in the middle don't of the show. be silly. It's fine, this, man. This, this he's, he's a big oh, one. He oh, likes to get some attention. Oh, say hi, Cobalt. Hi, Cobalt. <laughs> hi, futuristic polar bear. Uh, anyways. He's a real polar bear. Run. Yeah, right? <laughs> so He's big enough to be a polar bear. I think he's like 18 pounds. Um, but uh, we started out and, you know, we were one of the first ever video podcasts in the iTunes store because they had just released the iPod video. And I, I talked to a few people at Apple and we went from a thousand downloads a week to 10,000 downloads a week, 50,000. 
At one point, we're doing 300,000 downloads a week of our podcast, and we're just sitting back going, this is, this is unprecedented. This has never happened in the world before. Nobody has this. And we rose to like number 23 in the ranks. And the one question everyone was asking at the time is, how do we monetize this? How do we make that? Because there's no one had ever done this before. And, and YouTube was kind of still in its infancy on payouts and, and all that stuff. So it's just interesting to see, you're right, see those numbers grow. But when you have that conversation, somebody says, when are you going to join the 100 million club? You know? Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know, mate. I think uh, I'm still grateful for every stream we get, if I'm being honest, mate. I just think uh, that the platform and the trajectory over the years from how music goes out to people and how you interact with people is just, change so so much do you know what i mean um I, I, like nowadays like people people it's weird i don't think people are even interested in your dj skills they want to know how many people you got on instagram and how many plays your music have you know what i mean i think they the last question they ask is oh can you dj you know what i mean i see what it, it's it's insane though how things have kind of changed off i think obviously you've got to be able to dj and put on a party because like you've got all the streams in the world but if you're if you're not able to perform and do something special when you're on front of people you know what i mean it'll eventually it'll wear off super quick but um yeah this is the usual question how many streams have you got how many people do you have on instagram and uh, oh yeah so you're a dj too <laughs> you know what i mean uh, and that's that's the one thing i loved about when i first started the dj sessions was I would go to so many amazing shows. I've been nightclubbing for pretty much over half my life, 29 years. And yeah. you'd go to these shows and I was a videographer as a kid. And I would see one, everyone would come out of the show or be at next week's show and say, were you at last week's show? And I'd say, how come nobody's recording these? How come nobody's taking a video camera and videoing these? But there was no distribution for it at that time. And yeah. so, um, you know, once the technology became available to actually live stream or you know youtube or podcasting and then live streaming came out i said why don't i take my video skills put this together and then the iphone was there and you could stream it and you could be anywhere in the world you had internet connection and eventually the speeds would get up you could watch our, the shows anywhere in the world and as everyone found out in the over the last year and a half jumping on board that live streaming i think is going to be a medium it's going to be here right. to stay this is, this is going to it's moving forward this is here it's here yeah, exactly here. And, we're just and it, finishing the deal at the moment to do our first like um, avatar, avatar like uh, like performance with, and uh, basically where they've got their own total world generated and run through blockchain, and they've got a massive festival on. I've just been getting all geared up and having our avatars create mad, just I'm, absolute I'm, madness. I am glad you brought that up because. I was building an app last, so there was a progression of building our website, then I was gonna build an app. But a few months ago, my friend convinced me to get an Oculus and get yeah. into VR. And yeah. he goes, Darren, it'll be the best $300 US dollars you've ever spent. Ever spent. <laughs> and within two days of having one, I went and bought my mom and my dad one. And <laughs> I started immediately finding developers to build our online nightclub. And I, my, my whole land, like you said, what, what I was going to build, it was going to be a huge land, like a two-part land where you could walk into. One side would be like walking into a festival. The other side would be like be walking into like Neo Tokyo Blade Runner meets Tron. 
and you could choose what experience you wanted to go through to experience the metaverse. The metaverse yeah. as it moves forward is yeah. like now, whether people are aware of it or not, is the future one way or the other. Yeah. It's the future, and um, it's it's in it's in such infant. I think like I went to my first rave like in 1991 when I was like just absolutely a kid mate like a total kid and I, I walked in and I was at this place that like there were everybody was there from different different kind of areas different kind of like social circles different gay straight everything it was just everyone was together and like when you were in Ireland uh, like when you were young that stuff you didn't really ever see that like kind of you know, intersectionality between different communities and stuff. And uh, it's just like, I walked out and I was like, oh my God, this is the future. And I've just been obsessed with it ever since my whole life. And uh, I got, we, we set up like decks in like my mum's shed years ago when like no one even really was in, no one, like you wouldn't, you wouldn't say back then, like you'd say to someone, you, you're going to DJ and they'd be like, what? What? Like everybody is a DJ now. I've just, it's hard to meet someone I'm that not. isn't a DJ. I'm not. Twelve I'm not years. A DJ. Oh. Not a DJ. Don't know how to run the decks. I can technically. I can you just technically... know how to put the music everywhere. Yeah, <laughs> I can hit the buttons. I can. I can select the track. I know how to basically run the, the gear we use. But other than that, somebody's like, "How do you do this? How do you find?" It? I'm like, "I don't know. That's your job. Let me let me executive it produce." To a point now, though, that like so many people excessively can actually like mix music and listens to music and you know what I mean it's a massive thing through all age brackets and like boys girls everybody do you know what I mean it's not like I mean for instance like when we used to go to buy vinyl every week on Wednesday the new vinyl would come in and there'd just be a massive queue of like crazy nutcases that they would say oh wait for this rave music and like you tried to explain to someone what it was that wasn't into the scene and they'd be like <clears throat> I uh, don't get it. You know what I mean? And uh, it's just incredible, isn't it? How far and it's just taken over absolutely everything, which is just absolute. I think at the moment as well, because all the parties have been closed, this has been a, this has been a, like a, a test period. You know what I mean? I think for people to see, you know, where, where things go, because undoubtedly the way things are at the moment, they're like, you can never be assured of anything moving forward at the moment. Like, so I think like, uh, metaverse and streaming and like digital like ways of projecting yourself around the world it's just gonna it's gonna change everything i think moving forward again isn't it absolutely absolutely i mean one of the things we're also excited for is you know we go out on site on locations and do a lot of our shows so i i made a promise that not that I disrespect or have any, 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 that I'm up above anyone that does it from their bedroom, their living room, their home studio in any way, shape or form. That's where we got our just start from. To keep growing but, and but, creating and building. and Exactly. One of the things that I love to do though, that I'm looking forward after I get done with my VR build, or at least version one of my VR build yeah. is to start getting into AR. So, you know, augmented reality. So people can come out to our events on site and put their phone up and we could have a whole stage show and augmented with all these objects and interactive objects in a park. And, and it's something you mentioned about using the blockchain and buying it where we can actually buy these sections of the park and own that section in blockchain that nobody else can then own that section. So we could create our own stage and then we could sell advertising and if we wanted to, you know, and 
and and it's, you know I sponsored mean, like, by sponsored by Mackey, you know, <laughs> and have a Mackey stage setup. So when you're looking at it, it's like boom, boom, boom in in AR, you know, and having that awesome experience. Um, it's just it's just gonna be phenomenal what we see roll out over the next year, year and a half. As I said, mate, the more the more I learn, and I st- I'm still I'm still a noob to to all of this as well. I'm still learning so like much all the time, but. I mean, we've just competed our first NFT as well, which is really cool. Really cool, original, original music we've made with an awesome video um, and graphics and artworks and stuff as well, which was really good fun. Um, so, I mean, again, it's a, it's. A, I just, where is it going to go next? I mean, where is it going to be in two, three, five years? So it's, I, it's what's exciting is I don't think people can actually comprehend even where it's going to be yeah. now, like in five years time, who knows? Absolutely. You know, as far as, you know, all of that goes in the virtual reality, augmented reality world, getting back to shows, yeah. what's your upcoming schedule looking like? I was at your website yeah. and I see it's, it, but nothing at this present moment okay. in time, mate, absolutely nothing. And every time we get ready, we've got loads of penciled in shows, but we can't advertise any of them because none of them are fully, at what they're, none of them are fully booked and uh, every time we're nearly there it's like the, the it keeps changing rules keep changing everything keeps changing so as it stands at the moment mate it's like there's nothing really like secure moving forward which is just absolutely insane now it's like ter- last it's uh, like January we're going like 14 15 16 months with no shows it's like yeah separate online stuff but um i mean so longest we've gone in like 10 12 years 13 years without doing a show it's insane man i think uh but like we we've got like um we've got a pretty robust engineering and production business as well and we write music for movies and ads and i mean we we write music for djs and artists all over the world as well that kind of side of things, when everything stopped, everyone was just like, whoa, what's going on? So, I mean, we've been doing some pretty big stuff, writing music for, for ads, and we've done some movies, and we've done some crazy stuff over the last year as well. And we're working on an album for a really cool band at the moment, which has taken up quite a lot as well. Um, and we've got deals pending with three or four of the major record labels for working with their artists as well. So, obviously as in the shows have stopped i mean we've we've literally not stopped for a second mate we have been flat out day in day out i think it's the hardest we've ever worked on the on the other side of things because um i mean even if you do like 40 shows a year i mean all of a sudden when that's gone i mean you're not out you've got no new footage you've got no vi- new videos you got like so i think it's kind of weird with the keep keeping socials alive through all of this was a was a different thing i mean i'm into lots of cars and i've always had that kind of stuff like interlinked with our with our socials so our socials weren't wasn't just music 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 it was a bit about our lives and what we like doing and so we've been very lucky we've kind of come through like this as best as we could you know what i mean and um well, I mean, in any respect, it's challenging on many fronts. I I sound like I'm in a like council, of course. It's so challenging on many. <laughs> no, you know I, what I mean, though, mate. It's like I, it, it, 
I mean, have the connection to keep connected to people. I mean, we've been lucky. We've been releasing solid the whole way through this. You know what I mean? And um, record after record after record. And um, we had a massive number one um, with Bass Jackers and Jackson Vega um, last year. Um, Runaway, which is still flying. Just a, it's about to cross 8 million streams on Spotify. And you know what's even... it's. We've got so many new records that have never played in front of a crowd. I'm just like, when we go back to like, like the first set when we go back is gonna be like, yes, take a hundred tracks in an hour. Boom, boom, boom. <laughs> oh my goodness. Uh, that is boom. so awesome. I, I'm I'm glad you brought up I'm glad you brought up your fascination with cars. I want to get to that in just a few moments, but if you could host an event without any limitations, what five things would you have when it comes back? Now, maybe it's a hundred songs in an hour, like in one set, boom, <laughs> hit them hard. And any event with no limitations. With like no so. limitations. Five five must-haves or five things you would want to see. Um, well, last year, we did a party with Mastercraft Boats. We had 55 like boats out on a lake uh, called Lake Windermere over here. And uh, that was incredible. So I think like having a party with no, with absolutely no things, I think destination somewhere absolutely breathtaking, somewhere that people usually wouldn't party or haven't been, so it takes it away. And visually, I think somewhere that like captures not just the music, but something that captures your soul and, you know what I mean, is, is makes you feel good as well. So you can have those moments just when the sun's going down and, you know what I mean, you can just look around at people and just feel that together vibe. And I think, I think I'd have, like, uh, only, obviously, only really happy people. <laughs> Everybody has to leave all of their problems at the gate, my friend. So, you know what I mean? When you walk through that magic gate until you leave, you're just, there you are. This All you have is that moment and just experience in that moment with no past or present or, or no past or future, just that moment. Um, and then uh, the best videographers in the world. <laughs> Because, listen, let's be honest, if it's not recorded anymore, it didn't happen. <laughs> so I'd, prob I'd probably have, like, maybe one or two of the best drone controllers in the world um, and an incredible director to capture everything and, you know what I mean, to, to make it into something that can be, like, like, remembered for a long time afterwards. I think that's five, is it? It's, yes. it's all good. And you, you brought in some of the most best elements. That I think that event would be phenomenal. Uh, but I did obviously as being the videographer, you hit my soul there with making sure somebody is there to capture the event. Cause if it, if you didn't capture it, it didn't happen. Um, that, was, true, that, that was kind of my selling point, but you know, um, and, and speaking of when you do shows, when you travel and, and go to foreign countries and you would mention memorable experiences or memorable environments, do you get to take time off to go and explore those countries or are you just, I'm in, I'm out, or do you get time to see some of the culture and assimilate it, some of the culture? It depends. It depends. Sometimes you do, sometimes you don't. I mean, usually when I go somewhere, I'll always go and see a few things if I've got time. 
Um, uh, even just for getting some amazing video footage and some awesome photographs. Um, but we, uh, yeah, we've been, I've been lucky enough that where we go, I've, I've, I've been, I think at this stage now, I, we've actually been around the world like five times over really, with the exceptions of a couple of countries. We've been all over the place and um, I, I love traveling. It's just in my blood. I just absolutely love traveling and, you know, I love meeting people as well. And um, so, yeah, I get to see, get to see places. I wouldn't, I wouldn't necessarily go on the, the tourist route. I wouldn't be like, okay, I've got to see everything on the tourist route. What I would usually say is, you know, if we could go somewhere, take me somewhere really cool that other people don't always go. You know what I mean? That that's somewhere I really like to see. And occasionally, like um, if if we're somewhere, you know what I mean, that's got like a worldwide kind of something you want to see, I would uh, I would try to get to it if possible. But sometimes you just into the hotel and then change, go and do the show, and then up the next morning, first thing and gone again. Um, but I don't I don't drink, so uh, like it it's kind of. Are you like you know what I mean? I think like traveling and all the rest when you don't have the added hangover and stuff, you could do a little bit extra. But I always hit the gym, no matter where I am, I'll get to the gym when I'm traveling. Like if I had a choice between going to the gym or going to see something, I'd probably choose the gym just because it helps me to just stay feeling good um throughout that like journey, if that makes sense. Are you a mind reader or do you have access to see the questions I'm asking or gonna no. ask you? Because that, was, that just led right into my next question. I was going to ask you, how do you balance your DJ career with your other obligations in life? Basically, how do you stay in shape and stay healthy? Yeah, well, like I've, um, I've got like full family as well. I got three kids as well, mate. So I think we, I used to be very wild, like very, very wild. And it, two things, they just don't, they didn't mix. So like I just, I, I packed in the party and as such, mate, and I just... You know, I just, I, I love, I love my, my drug, I suppose, is just performing and playing music and connecting into that thing. So when I go on stage, I, I turn on the showman, you know what I mean? Wah! And then when I come off now, I need to turn that back off and come back to planet earth and you know what I mean? And come back. So I have to have the balance. If I don't have balance, nothing else works. Um, so I, I've kind of, I've had to train myself into that really. Uh, I, I don't know as well. I think nowadays DJing, whereas years ago was about partying and about like that kind of stuff. If you want to have any type of success, you need to have a strong business and work ethic as well. Um, because there's a lot of knocks that come and, uh, you know, no, there's not a lot of people that can truly make a successful business out of like out of doing doing this. You know what I mean? It takes a lot. And it's a lot of anybody that just like has the idea of, oh, you just, you know, you'll have a hit record and you might do this. Maybe one in a billion might do that. You know what I mean? Um, actually having something that's able to continue forward and grow uh, and continue like to to provide like solid uh, income and revenue. And, you know, the main the main thing is I want to do what I love and I love music. And, you know, if I could turn that into something that I can successfully run, uh, it's amazing. And uh, I think we, we work very hard um, 
worked very hard to do it. But as I said, we're very lucky. We've got a very, we've got a very successful engineering business as well. And um, like I know a lot of people we know are really struggling right now. You know what I mean? It's uh, it doesn't matter how much unless you're in the top, top, top echelon and you're getting paid like 50, 100 grand a show and you know what I mean? You're a multi-millionaire already and everything. People that are just normal, you know what I mean? They're doing really well, but still in a normal bracket. You know, the, the whole industry is being closed down for, for a year and a half now, you know what I mean? And it's, uh, it's not an easy one. Like I know quite a few people that they've had to go and get like, jobs doing stuff they never would have done before um just to keep going at the moment so i think we're very lucky that we're still able to do what we love um if that makes sense absolutely 100 um you know it, it, it's one of the things that we shifted on was a lot of our stuff where it was in person you know on the ground interviews like if you came to seattle we, we'd be doing this in person and you know I never thought about doing it, you know, online with interviews online, let alone getting guest mixes, uh, you know, sent to us to, to have those performed online. It was always get them in the studio. And when that went down, I kind of was like, I guess we got to do the shift, but the world wasn't ready for that. If I would have done a zoom interview with you two years ago, you're, you, it wouldn't, it probably wouldn't look this good. To get the figures watching that you would now, I mean, in any, in any kind of respect, I think, um, yeah, I think it's 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 all it's I don't know everything's still shifting. I don't think we're even it's actually in full motion at the moment, isn't it? And like, where is it going to settle just yet? I don't know because, for instance, when you talked about shows, you we were we were very confident that we were going to be back to work last December. Then they were like, "Don't worry, it's March." Then they were like, "Don't worry, it's going to be July." Now, like, we're at July and they're talking about maybe it's going to be September. And, uh, like, so a lot of the people we work with in the industry that have gigs, the insurance companies have pulled void options on their insurance as well, which means if the gigs don't happen because of anything you know what, um, they they basically, insurance companies not covering it. So people, everyone's pulling shows again now because, you know, no one's going to be left holding the bag if, if it all goes like not in the direction we wanted to. Yeah, absolutely, <laughs> I'm to, absolutely. I'm trying to say as much as this so the internet doesn't pick up any words and like just close down. <laughs> that does that that pat that active monitoring that some companies have gone to. Um, I, I'd like to pick your brain on that in a, in another interview about the whole DMCA takedowns and and the troubles and tribulations that people have gone through. You know, that's a whole nother ball of wax that I had to deal with over a year and a half ago. I, I was fielding oh. probably over 200 calls to people asking me, how did you do your licensing? How does this all work? And I'm like, you don't even want to know, let alone you can't even afford it. <laughs> so don't it's even. Some, it's some serious motion going on, isn't it? Yeah. It's right now, there's a lot of, uh, as far as like I would consider it, there's a lot of people pushing to be, the, the authority and the all and be all of whatever comes from here onwards. And uh, it's, yeah, it's, it's a minefield. It's, it's just a minefield at the moment, isn't it? Yeah, definitely. And speaking about, I'm going to transition into another question because we spoke about yeah. this a little earlier, uh, navigating a minefield and or, or the need for speed in the sense of things. You seem to have a fascination with cars. 
uh, from Jeeps, trucks, especially the, I see the Humvee just completely like plastered all over your IG. You know, I got to ask you a question. Do you ever get any of them dirty? Well, yes, they do. But I actually keep them clean all the time as well. I'm a bit, I'm a bit crazy with that. So like right now I've got two H1 Humvees and um, like, uh, and we're just, I'm in the process of rebuilding them up at the moment. And I've just finished, we got an old H2 and we've just completely transformed it. And uh, I absolutely, I absolutely love them. I think yeah, I've always loved cars and trucks and, you know, I've been in like, uh, I don't know. I think I was, I kind of should have been American or something. Or maybe I was an American in the past life. <laughs> And uh, it's like, I've been obsessed with it for, for years and years and years. So we've uh, got a lot of American cars. <laughs> so so I, I also see there's some sports cars in there. And I yeah, well, like I'm very lucky as well because I work with a lot of companies as well. And I do like, I do edit and engineering and um, media kind of work and advertising and lots of different stuff. So over the years, I've built up like awesome relations with the people in car industry across the place. So quite a lot of people actually give me vehicles all the time to try out and to do photographs with, and you know what I mean. So I I think uh, it's been a it's been a I suppose an unintended kind of perk of like social media and uh, as as it would go because it's when we with our social media we've got a wide spectrum of people. It's not just all dance music. It's health and fitness. It's lifestyle. It's fashion. You know, we got a lot of business people we interact with as well. And um, I, I think like uh, as well, like sometimes we'll have like five, six, seven hundred comments on a post and like half like verified kind of really cool profiles from like all over the world into all different things. And, you know, it, it's quite strange because you wouldn't expect like a DJ as such to, you know, have that kind of mixture of people. But again social media is a crazy thing i think when you bring a certain energy to it and you've just got like a i i don't know i like to call a positive only outcome i just think approach everything you know what i mean from a positive point of view and when there's negativity going around don't get involved in it you'll you'll never you could go back through like 400 of my last posts and you'll never find a negative word in there um about anything it's like i think um one of the most important lessons I've learned over the years, especially in, in this industry, is if you don't have something good to say, just don't say it at all. I mean, uh, it, it's one of those things. I know some people have made a career out of arguing with other people because it builds up beefs and, you know, and I suppose gives certain people attention, but it's not for us, mate. I mean, um, the, the, we started off with three of us and um, there's still three of us, but we've actually got like several other things now. The two other boys don't want to tour anymore. So we've got other businesses uh, like, for instance, Reese. Uh, Reese is an incredible producer as well. Uh, he, he, he's kind of like, he'd be much better structurally at creating and writing than I would be. I love mixing and making things work and, you know, track flow and, and, you know, so recent kind of start ideas and then send over to me and I'll do some work mixing and adding my bits and back over to him. And we're just very lucky that we've got like a, an all go structure where we're, we all add something to the, we all add something to the cake, if you know what I mean, mate. 
Yeah, no, somebody just told me, and it's awesome that you have a, a, a well, a, a good team together that sounds like it's a well-oiled machine that works very well together. Uh, you know, going back and forth with Luke, who kind of set all this up as well. I that's Listen, right. if, you, if you kind of look at it like this, the way I think we're so lucky is we, we've people say, oh, my God, like there's three of you guys. And they're like, how, how does that work? And I'm like, well, mate, you know, it, it works because we've we've branched off what we do and we've created other other aspects. I mean, for instance, we do like artist development when we take on new artists and we work with them for six months or a year, a year and a half and help them go from absolutely nothing to sign to awesome labels and, you know, music. We do loads of different things. And, but the one thing that kind of sticks us together is we all love dance music. Uh, and you know what I mean? And we all want to work with music. And that's just something that is always our staple point of once we're able to continue doing what we want to do, which is making music, you know what I mean? We we're we're gonna be we're gonna be happy. I mean to to be honest, mate, I, I don't I don't see people like, oh like when when is it too old to do this? And I'm like, well, I don't see I don't, I, at the end of the day, I'm like, if you love doing something and you're and you can be successful at it, I don't think there is such a thing as too old anymore, is there? I think all, all you do is you grow and you learn and you get better, you know what I mean? And once you can stay, I suppose, a little bit to ground and recognize things changing and trends and but if you can keep a core base of just loving what you do like you don't all i think this is something as well a lot of a lot of people just getting into the industry don't get it's not just all roses you know you've got to learn to take some knocks along the way you've got to learn to be told no sometimes everybody's not going to like what you do i mean like people i've, I've had people message me and then um, we've like remixed like old classic tracks and this guy's messaged me gone you are a fine eye i it's like staple you to a cross and pour petrol all over you and burn you to death and i'm like jesus mate calm down it's only a track <laughs> oh wow yeah yeah you know you when you when you mess with people's um you know go to or their 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 soul you know I can see that definitely happening out there you know it's, but, it's, but some, some people as well we're we're in a world that like social media has turned everyone into a keyboard warrior where like in the past you wouldn't have walked up to someone in the face and abused them the way they would because you know you wouldn't be able to do it people wouldn't take it. You know, the, yeah, there's, there'd, be, there'd be a consequence, if, I mean, like on whatever level, but people have become so vicious and poisonous. It's all like, it's just incredible, man. I just like, for, for instance, like with the likes of Twitter now, very seldom even go on Twitter anymore, mate. I just think it, like it, there's just too many people want to beef about nothing. And I, too many people have too much time on their hands. <laughs> well they have the accessibility too to tap in wherever they are in the world and they have a cell phone connection whereas you know before the bulletin board systems you had to kind of be a geek or a nerd to have a modem in your house and then sit at your computer <laughs> let alone have a computer in your house and you know you go to the bars and nightclubs and talk your smack out there but if you got caught you usually get a beat down you know if you got caught cheating on a girl or talking over here the girl you know, whatever, whatever drama that could ensue usually happened in that small microcosm of the world. But once the online happened and everyone got a computer and then everyone got a mobile device 
and everyone can jump on 24 seven to any topic with a hashtag or at mention and go, even the just saying the, with the loss of inflection, I could say, I don't like that track, but it comes across online. I don't like that track. You know, it's like, that's not what I meant. And then people go, what do you mean? You don't like it. You're a jerk. And I'm like, wait, wait, now I'm being attacked. And uh, you know, yeah, I, you know, you know what it is. I think people have people have come accustomed to reaction without contemplation, and that's it's not a good place to be. Think, feel something, think about it again. Step away from the keyboard for a minute, and then maybe react. Nowadays, people react to something, and like eight hours later it turns out they've been beefing with someone saying horrible things about something that wasn't even true in the first place. And it's like, you know, I just think, yeah, people have just become way too quick to go. Bah! Seen it happen many times and um, in the <laughs> industry, I get it. So what, uh, a couple last questions. I got yeah, three last questions before we go. Uh, if Hollywood made a movie about your life, who would you pick as the main actor? That is it. Do you know what? That's one question I've never been asked before. <laughs> I have no idea, mate. Um, wow. I'm actually stumped. <laughs> That's actually, I'm, seriously, I can't even think. I can't even think. I've never even thought about it before. Okay, okay. Uh, uh, let's just, just, I actually, you know what? I'm actually going to like think about that moving forward because you know, I've done interviews for years and that's the only time I've ever been asked that. So it's an awesome question and I'm sorry I don't have a better answer. <laughs> that's great. Okay, how about this? If you could score a Hollywood soundtrack, which producer would you like to work with? You know what? I probably like to do something with Spielberg along the lines of of that, but I, I also like there's so many like there's so many cool kind of do you know what again I'm actually that's another question of like I'm gonna have to think about this. I'm failing to I'm failing from Disney you know this. We'll, 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 we'll schedule a follow-up interview. Yeah, be prepared to do your homework. Like if this, if if we get a decent audience for this one, and anyone's interested, I'm up for another conversation for sure. Awesome, <laughs> sounds great. Well, you know, we're running out of time here. I know you got another studio gig coming up and everything. So, just want to say thank you for coming on the show. You know, oh, is dude, there any uh, is there anything you want to let our DJ sessions fans know before we let you get back to work? Uh, well, obviously, your new track, Love on Fire, is out. We'd love everyone to go and check it out. Also, you can check out Ravers Unite, which was our release last month, which is also out on uh, Smash the House. And uh, Love on Fire is on Revealed. You can check us out uh, at Futuristic Polar Bears on Instagram. I'm pretty much on there every single day. So uh, drop a comment in there and uh, say hello. And I'll definitely let's see what's going on and see where you are. And, and the best place for people to find out information from you, is it the Instagram or you got a website? What else? Instagram, we're actually just redoing our, we're relaunching our website next month. So we're doing it up at the moment. And hopefully it's going to be ready now the 1st of August. We've got some really good, going to be some really cool surprises on there. We've got some new kind of merch that we're working on at the moment and some very cool, um, we're going to be doing some like, 
I suppose the best way to describe it is like industry inside conversations, stuff that we think can take you from zero to a hundred in the quickest possible time that you won't hear anywhere else. So we're working on getting a couple of really cool guests on that at the moment. So uh, yeah, there's, there's a lot of stuff, a lot of stuff happening. Awesome. Yeah, I, I know what it's like going through web dev. We just launched version 3.0 of our site last April. I spent from January, mid-January to mid-April, about 30 to 50 hours a week, just diving in and getting our whole new rebrand and everything for the site. And we're so time consuming, isn't it? I'd like, we, I was like a few months ago, I was like, guys, this all needs overhauling. And we were like, yeah, yeah, no problem at all. It'll take a week. Oh, <laughs> every time I'm right. like, there, it's like, no, it's not right. Man. No. And then not even that, then once you get the site built, we had to go through all the optimization and SEO and all that churn and burn on top of that. And on top of this, I'm, I'm launching a mobile app. On top of that, I'm getting ready to build a VR world, multiple VR worlds and deploy that. You are like, on fire, my friend. Thanks. Absolutely smashing it. Thank you. Yeah. On top of that, you know, our schedule coming out, we have 200 events a year, looking to step up to 500 show, 200 shows a year at four hours per show. Just a lot of stuff coming at the pipeline. People are like, where do you find the time to do all this? I'm like, you know, this is what I want. This is what I wanted to do with my life. This is what I live and breathe. Fran, you're such an inspiration to talk to you. I can't wait to follow up with you. Oh, in a hey, few months you here. Uh, it's well, actually, you know what? I think we've been talking for nearly an hour now and it feels like two minutes, mate. It's, uh, <laughs> That's, uh, I told you that, that, that our interviews are kind of improv. I like them flow naturally, you know, just good, let really it go good, and, and talk with the person rather than box cutter, question one, question two, question three. But uh, friend, I know you got to get to work here and thank you yeah, so much for coming on. Someone coming into the studio in a few minutes. I'm just literally waiting for the, the door to go. Well, honestly, thanks very much. And shout out to everyone as well. Big love always. Thank you so much for all the support as well, for all our records. Awesome. Thank you so much, friend. And to our DJ sessions, to the people listening, don't forget to go to our, find them on futuristicpolarbears.com, whatever side of the Zoom he's on right now. But don't forget to go to our website, thedjsessions.com. Find us on Facebook, Twitter, hashtag us, the DJ Sessions, at mention us, the DJ Sessions. This is Fran with Futuristic Polar Bears coming to you from the UK, right outside of Manchester. And I'm Darren coming to you live from the virtual studios in Seattle, Washington for the DJ Sessions, where the music, where the music never stops. <laughs>